0: Greetings everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. I'm Todd Stiles, one of the pastors at First Family Church. And the intent and point of the Extra Point Podcast is to give our pastors an extra opportunity to bring insight and further information, material application to the message preached just the previous Sunday. So I'm glad you've joined me for another episode of the Extra Point Podcast. And this week, uh, we're looking at some a further insight regarding the story of joseph um, and what was our final but god message for the summer now i'll be making some assumptions in this episode so i would encourage you to go back and hear the message so that you're kind of up to speed as we get into at least one of the areas where we're going to provide some further application and information that first assumption is this um, that as we read the story of joseph especially genesis 45 and then genesis 50 and compare them it seems that joseph knew what god was up to and i alluded to this in the message um, almost in passing just that joseph supernaturally uh, and progressively understood that god was doing something bigger uh, through all of the trials and situations and even the specific evil perpetrated upon him by his brothers. He knew that God was doing something. He was aware that he was sent, not sold. And so the question that i like to ask in this episode, at least the first question I want to ask is this. How did Joseph know that? I stated that he knew that progressively and he knew that supernaturally. What's involved in those words? Well, I would contend and say that, that Joseph... Um, was aware of this and grew to know this because of wisdom from God. And I draw this from James chapter 1. And, And I would say that just as today, God gives wisdom to those who are in trials when they ask him. And James says he gives it liberally. That was true of God in the days of Joseph as well. And I do believe that Joseph, in several places... Maybe not recorded explicitly, but there seems to be implications that he asked God for wisdom. And I believe God gave him wisdom so that he would endure his trials. In fact, here's what James says to us about trials. And notice that some of the wording here in James 1 has this progressive sense to it. Uh, This, you know, this uh, thing that this thing that happens over time. He says we are to. Uh, let steadfastness have its full effect. Did you catch that wording there? This is James chapter one verse four in other words, we may not know in the immediate beginning moments what's going on and so we ask for wisdom but but as the trial progresses and God gives wisdom, we realize that there's more in play than just those initial moments and so we let this patience this endurance have its full effect so that the end uh, results in a a perfect and complete Christian or the words there mean mature um, we're not lacking in anything and so I think this is true in Joseph's life I think James one is a very good um, template for believers in all ages whether it's pre-cross or post-cross God is the same yesterday today and forever and he loves his children he's going to give his children wisdom and so i do believe that yes supernaturally joseph asked for wisdom and then progressively joseph gained that wisdom over time as he endured his trials god was able to to let joseph know hey there's something bigger here going on i'm sending you to egypt i have brought you to egypt so that you could be an agent that would help keep alive many people or as one translation says for the saving of many lives Isn't it helpful and actually motivating to know that the same God Joseph served and knew um, and related to is the same God that you and I serve and know and relate to? And this God who revealed to Joseph uh, why he was going through what he was going through in a progressive way and in a supernatural way through wisdom will do that for us as well as long as we obey James 1 5 and ask God for wisdom while we're in our trials and he will give it liberally one final uh, bonus bit of material here I mentioned to you Sunday that often we misinterpret stories like Joseph's and I mentioned Paul as well and I made note that there are three mistakes we make when reading our Bible we isolate a specific story from the larger storyline that's the first mistake we make the second mistake we make is that we often ignore the ultimate main character which is actually god and third we we sometimes intend that specific story for our own current situation only and so um, you know isolating a text ignoring its main character or intending it only for the present moment uh Really are mistakes we make in our Bible reading in our bible study that that often cause us to miss the point of the meta narrative as we say or the the larger thread the bigger story behind the other stories and let me just give take a moment uh to to give you an example of how Christ uh actually used the scriptures uh in a way that none of those mistakes happened of course, you wouldn't expect him to make those mistakes. I realize that. Um, but but he he did this in a, in a beautiful way on the road to Emmaus uh, with those two disciples. And as he walked with them, it, it, uh, they report later that he opened the scriptures to them. And as we read the account in Luke 24 of Christ teaching those two on the road to Emmaus, we find that what they described as opening the scriptures. Here's what Christ said he was doing. He said, um, beginning with Moses... And all the prophets, it says that Christ interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And so Christ used the entire Old Testament uh, to draw one line straight to himself and his work on the cross. In fact, he even says in this story, he says to these two men that it's these scriptures that show that it was necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory. And so do you see how Christ used every single, um, we'll call it dateline story in the Old Testament, which is what the scriptures here are referring to, the prophets, uh, the poets, uh, the law, the history. He used all of that to point to himself and specifically his, um, his plan to die and be raised and enter into his glory. So everything's aimed at that end game. And so if Christ knew that and taught in that way, uh, how much more should we as students of the word, as preachers of the word, as small group leaders, as mentors, as disciples, how much more should we realize that as we analyze and examine and read and study the the various smaller stories of the Bible, the individual accounts, the narratives, the sections, we cannot isolate them from the larger storyline, ignore them, Uh, ignore the main character of them, nor can we just intend them only for our current situation. They're historical, they're theological, and so we've got to let every bit of the Bible point to its main character and its main purpose. In that way, we'll not misread the Bible, but we'll actually read the Bible for all that it's worth, and it will then begin to 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 unfold and and bear fruit in our life, much like what uh, Paul told Timothy, it's good for correction, instruction, reproof, rebuke. The Bible will do its full work in us. And as Paul told the Thessalonians, that it will work effectively in those who believe. So let me just encourage you as you continue to make the Bible a daily part of your life. Don't misread it, even as you read it, even unintentionally. Don't isolate the stories, don't ignore the main characters, and don't intend it for your situation now only. No, see God's ultimate storyline, see Him as the main character, and know that He's aiming everything towards the end game when, when people from every nation, language, tribe, and tongue are brought to His throne because of the redeeming work of His Son, Jesus Christ. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Glad you did. And I'll talk to you next week on the Extra Point Podcast.